Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Your mouth's in Schmidt. Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. And now we present a very special episode of the Friends and Rivals podcast. Episode 40, episode 40, 40 Friends, Friends and Rivals podcast coming at you. I'm, I'm one of your hosts, Tom Stephen Wojtowicz. With, with me, me as, as always, always are... No, no, asshole. You're you're doing but, all no, of the segments, I thought not I was, my segment. No. You're not hosting tonight. I thought... This is my podcast. But you said I was doing everything tonight. No, 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 no. No, Mr. Mr. I want to steal everybody's segment. You can do everybody's segment. The, the, but the intro stuff? No, no, no. All right, start over. Sorry. No, I'm not starting over. No, I'm sorry. No, I don't okay, want that. Let's can't, trust me. Everybody heard my lives. voice. Over we can't. No, we pansy voice. We can't so. intro like that. You got to do it clean. Absolutely not. I refuse. Move on. Nobody knows what to say because you didn't do the intro. <laughs> I did the intro. But I already said my name. So nobody Great, knows so what who's to do. next. I don't. I, uh, future Rangers captain here. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. And and who else? The Daniel Chara. Breaking news for you. Jesus H. Christ. The Jets suck. What? Just because their starting quarterback threw four interceptions in his first 10 passes? I mean, wait, 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 wait. He he threw as many interceptions as he threw completions, didn't he? At one point? Oh, at one point, he threw more interceptions than completions to his own team, yes. No, I think he had four completions when he threw the fourth pick. Oh, okay. I think that's what I read. We could preface this with uh, this is still the offseason, and there is very little NHL news and much NFL news at this point. This would be breaking news no matter what. I have Well, the NFL wishes it was the silly offseason when the Jets do. I had a lot of problems with the officials over the weekend, by the way. No, they, they apparently don't know what fucking offsides is on defense. If the what ball moves and the defensive lineman moves, that's not offsides. I'm sorry. That's a well-timed snap count right there. He knew the snap count, and he was not offsides. I'm sorry. It did, not only happened in the Giant game, but it happened again uh, in one of the later games on Sunday. Was there was there can banging? Maybe there was cheating going on that they knew the snap count. They weren't in Houston. No, oh. they were in uh, they were in DC. They were in DC. Look, I I don't think the Giants should have won that game. They had plenty of opportunities and they fucking blew it. But they should that should not have been offsides. I'm sorry. The Giants and Jets fall to zero and two. What else is new? Uh, I mean, it's every single season. I mean, did we? Did you have high hopes for either team? I mean, I had. No. I thought the Giants were going to at least win seven games this year. I I don't have that hope anymore. I don't have that feeling that they're going to win seven games this year. Well, Saquon Barkley's like I don't I don't know why anybody thought you were going to get anything out of him. I mean, he stunk before he got hurt. So like, I don't know what what his return was supposed to mean to that offense, but he that, that stunk offense is going nowhere. Before he, he got he stunk before he got hurt. Well, I mean, if you if you want to look at if you want to find good Saquon Barkley, you got to go all the way back to his rookie season. He he wasn't doing anything after that. Stunk before his injury. Okay, that that, that that's fine. Is Sam Darnold still stuck, by the way, or is he better now that he's on Carolina? Oh, I mean, they're two and zero. Oh. 
So he's better. He's never been 2 0. <laughs> he's never been 1 0. No, USC, I'm sure he was 2 0. Or are you talking about his professional career? Obviously. Obviously. He found the cure for the ghosts that he was seeing while he was with the Jets. It was the, the cure was stop playing for the Jets. <laughs> Good coaching. Yeah. And actual offensive weapons. You think Zach Jones is going to figure that out or whatever the fuck his last name is? What's his last name? Zach Wilson. Wilson. Zach Wilson. Wilson. Oh, Zach Jones. He's the Rangers defenseman. Sorry. He'll, he'll figure it out when he leaves the Jets. Yeah. He certainly looks like he's an NFL quarterback. I couldn't say the same for Donald exactly for a while. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Some of those interceptions were very nicely thrown balls. To the other team. <laughs> but they were nice, tight, fast spirals that got to the to the wrong player quickly. Again. Yeah, but one of them wasn't one of them was out there wobbling like from the very beginning. That one got tipped. The fourth one, nobody touched that one. Everything after the second one was downhill, but the second one was hundred percent through the receiver's hands. I'm sure I mean, you all saw it on the Twitter today, but there was a fantastic video of a 12-year-old. I'm in the Breaking process down of trying to one find of his that, interceptions. I'm in the process of trying to find it. Was that, it was, was that so funny. It was, it was hilarious. And then I went through the kid's feed and it's, it's actually quite entertaining. So I've started following him and it's funny to see like 12 likes on this post and 14 likes on this post and 37,000 likes on this post. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear it. I mean, it doesn't sound like he's going after a, it's not a difficult target that he's going after here. So let's see what, what insight he added. Oh, wise 12 year old. Do, 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 I think I found do, it. Do, do. I think I found it. Wait, wait. I mean, if, I if it's 12 year old talking about the jets, it's gotta be it. I found it. I just need to, I need to pause it, bring it back there. That, that, that. Need to share the old screen here. Do, 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 do. Where's the thing do, with the ding? Do, 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 do. do the thing with the ding. Do, do. There it is. Oh, my screen just said something. There it is. If there's one play that sums up the New York Jets, this one has to be it. This Patriot's winning off the edge. This Jets lineman is probably holding. There's a Patriot charging up the middle at Zach with no blocking at all. This Jets dude is being pancaked on the ground. We have these two idiots staring at each other like, yo, what are we doing? I don't know. Let's just stand here. We have 78 touching his own lineman. On top of that, we have two receivers with zero separation, and the cherry on top has to be Zach Wilson throwing this pick. And Corey Davis has no hops. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Oh for a twelve, like you got to give it to the kid. That's kind. Oh, that's kind of fun. I'm, gonna, I'm fun. totally. I gotta find this kid right now on YouTube, and I'm gonna follow him because that, that, that was that's that's kind of funny. That was it, actually on his TikTok handle is at td.sports. Oh, TikTok? Is this on YouTube? He's oh. on TikTok, and and he posted it on Twitter. Is he on? Is he on the Twitter? That's I followed him on Twitter. Yeah. Come on, I mean, Bill. You're the naysayer out of all of us. Go ahead. Shoot okay, this how shit much down. You hate this Tell song, us how yada, yada. immature it was. Go. Uh, I, I, I don't really know why it's a thing, but that's fine. He, he pointed out, yeah, I, it's a good breakdown. It was solid. It was, it was smart. I, I, I don't know what makes videos viral, though. It's beyond me. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Beyond my comprehension. You always know how to bring up the show. You always know really how to uh, invigorate our audience into listening longer. That was a hot take, Bill. That was a hot take right there. That's what you were going for. 
Thank that you. was uh that's why you were goading me right good job <laughs> you know me too well all right let's uh let's start with some camp let's go camping let's go camping camping let's camp's go open camping. today camp's open to not not like gabby and brian right not like like oh, oh, too Jesus. soon with those i was talking about nhl uh, roster only one of them camps. on camping holy oh. fuck the only well, one, of them's, just... one of them's actually camping in florida right now holy at some shit. reserve <laughs> Is it saying he's in your house, right? He's right. Well, you. no, he's about an hour, about an hour, about an hour south. An hour Welcome south. to the last episode of the Friends and Rivals podcast. <laughs> hey, well, I, all right, I don't want to make this about them because this is we talk about hockey here, right? Or or at least sports, right? So, uh, so Mr. Happy, Bill, we'll talk. We'll start with you when fucking Yay! Penguins camp. Did fucking Sidney Crosby get a fucking the whole fist up his ass to to check for his prostate or? Just a finger. Uh, two fingers. Just two fingers. Bullshit. You can fit more than that, from what I heard. <laughs> so well, let's talk about camp. Let's talk about camp rosters. Talk about the, any surprises on there. I mean, besides besides Brian Boyle, you can't use Brian. You used Brian Boyle last week. You can't use him two weeks in a row. Uh, well, they were reporting that the the surprises out of camp that made the uh, uh, out of the rookie camp, I should say, that made the the training camp roster were Josh Williams and Sam. I don't know how to say his last name. Houdé, Houdé, Houdini, whatever. No, uh, so, I am not Houdé. <laughs> so these guys, uh, whoever they are, made the uh, made the camp roster, and so that's that's the story they're that's the story they're following. But you know they're uh, they're not gonna. There's no other surprises yet. They're they're not gonna make the team pretty clearly, but they'll get a little taste of training camp. So good for those guys. Not to put too much pressure on you, but do you know how many players they have in camp? Uh, not off the top of my head, but I, I did save the roster. If, if you want me to count it up, I just guess. curious, just to, I don't, you know, I don't know what the what the norm is in terms of how many people players uh, teams invite. The Devils Black have had the Devils 61? have 50, 50 players. Blackhawks had sixty one. Yeah, I just saw talk amongst team yourselves team. as I count. Eight, 61? 42, 82, 61 16, up. But the Blackhawks had sixty one. The Devils have fifty. Yeah. Are they trying out like uh, hockey moms or something? What's going on there? Fifty-seven for the Penguins. Yeah, fifty-seven. So Not including, you know, uh, the three guys that are injured. Rangers got sixty. Yeah. Holy shit! So they'll probably break into three separate groups of twenty when they hit the ice. Really? Let me check my math there. Twenty. <laughs> please, please check your fucking math. Forty. Yep, sixty. I uh, had three, three groups. Twenty, forty, sixty. I got it. I was right. <clears throat> and project you, you know, give give us a little projection on your opening night roster. That pretty much set, or you, you're figuring one or two of these young kids gonna gonna break the fourth line. Um, I, I think there's one question mark at forward where there's really gonna be four guys going from one spot. Um, so so I mean, uh, on the left wing uh, opening night, you're gonna have uh, Gensel, uh, Jason Zucker, Brock McGinn, and Dan Heinen, uh, so so the uh, the veterans on the top two lines, and then the uh, and then the new acquisitions on the third and the fourth line. Right wing, you're going to have your Brian Rust, your Kasperi Kapanen, Evan Evan. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Benny the Jet Rodriguez, Benny the Jet, um, and uh, Zach Aston Reese. So those guys are, are sure things to to break camp. Um, so it's really at center where they've got the injuries to uh, Malkin and Crosby to start the season. 
where you're going to have your number one center is going to be Jeff Carter, most likely. Um, Bluger is going to be uh, on that in the top two lines there. I fully expect Brian Boyle is going to be there uh, on the third line to start the season. Um, and I'm guessing uh, an, an old name that's a, that's a new name again, Dominic Simone, uh, that they picked up this offseason could round out the, the centers. Um, hold on, hold, wait, hold on. I'm sorry to interrupt. Nick, I'm very distracted. What do you got? What did, what did you just open, buddy? I got to know. <laughs> what, is, what is this? You must know so much. My brother launched the soft launch of his website for his lacrosse equipment. And uh, wait, 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 said, wait. Hey, your, your, your brother sells lacrosse equipment? Of course he does. That's all he does. You, you should see the basement right now. It's like 3D printers everywhere. It is like a laboratory for a mad scientist that makes the call. So, so what do we have here? So he, so he goes to me, he says, hey, can you, sorry, this is like totally off topic. He goes, hey, can, oh. you, can you check, can you try my new website? I said, sure. He goes, can you try, I, I go, it works. It's, it's great. It's fine. He goes, can you order something to make sure it works properly? Sure. And he goes, you know, if you spend $25, you get free shipping. I'm like, okay. So I ordered the only thing he goes, you can order three, me- uh, three mesh kits, you know, for, for, you know, 30 bucks and you get free shipping. I'm like, perfect. So I just do that. What are mesh kits? Uh, the, the pocket of the stick, the pocket. Oh. So he goes, so as soon as I go through, it goes through, I'm like, yeah, it'll work fine. He goes, great. I'll say it. I can't, I'll tell you when he comes through. I'm like, I, I don't. I don't, I don't want it. Well, I don't, you bought them now. Yours and he now. sent it to me, and now I have three it's of these. Fucking, this has pyramid <laughs> schemes written all over it. Now, <laughs> Nick's going Nick's gonna to try and get each of us to buy three <laughs> mesh kits for, for no, no, the, no, no, only no. me, because I'm the only one out of the three of us that no, has no. lacrosse. Now I'm going to send him all the, the mislabeled shit on here, because oh. I can see already that something's already mislabeled, or like oh, uh, no. a... A instead of a D. I can't wait to, to oh, spell check. Oh, yeah. What is no, the name he, of the company? Five lacs. You want to you want to plug the website? Plug the website for him. Like the six lacks. people are listening. Uh, so when he actually launches it officially, he will have designed his first. Uh, well, he's already designed it. He's already done his his, uh, his head. The head he's put is the cross. Okay. It's a quick. It's gonna, it, the, his thing is it's uh it's basically a quick stringing mesh it has these little like uh i'll i'll have them send pictures eventually but basically you can that'd be perfect for our audience string ahead in like a few minutes it's like ridiculously fast samples wouldn't be bad too whatever yeah you know go go to 10 jillion dude it's right down the street knock on the door hey i hear christopher's here oh it's at your parents house it's at my parents house go there and Really, I'm just going to steal one of the 3D printers. I don't, you know. <laughs> just go annoy him. Please go, go annoy the hell out of him. I mean, <laughs> the best thing possible. So, anywho. That's no, I, I, I am, I'm so sorry. My, uh, I was too intrigued by what Nick was opening. And he it couldn't find anything to open the packaging with. And he got pissed a little bit. And then he had to rip it open. My scissor is not here. I, I, I don't have my scissor. My kid's is like, it's gone. I don't know why Wait. I have anything. <laughs> Meanwhile, back on the podcast. Oh, do I get to talk about the Penguins again? No, please don't. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so, so, so you, want to start, you might as well start all over. I mean, uh, nobody remembers <laughs> what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> Are Crosby and Malkin still on the Penguins? That's still Is Jeff Carter going to be number one center? <sighs> to start the season. Um, 
I would expect so. So, so yeah. So uh, um, what I was saying is Dominic Simone, I expect would be the the guy that rounds out the roster fourth line center. I think that's why they picked him up late because they knew they were going to have those injury issues. So that I, I kind of think that's where they're heading with that. But um, the guys that I would keep an eye on or, uh, or guys that played uh, on, on the fourth lines uh, last season, uh, Sam Lafferty, Anthony Angelo, and, and my favorite Radim Zahorna. Um, you know, I think if, if these guys are all like 25, 26, if one of them, I'm sure the Penguins are hoping one of them has a, has the kind of camp that blows them away. And, and if one of them, uh, kind of muscles his way into the lineup, uh, those are all bigger bodies and, and more physical guys, and, and they could certainly use some of that. So I would expect if one of them does get into the lineup, it'll be like an Evan Rodriguez or a Zach Aston Reese moving over to center and, and those guys taking up one of the wings. So, uh, so those are the forwards uh, that have a chance in camp. And then on defense, uh, you, your top five are set. Dumoulin, Latang, Matheson, Marino, and Pedersen. Um, then that third line right side is is going to be between uh, Chad Riedel and Mark Friedman. Um, and then their depth guy is going to be uh, Pierre-Olivier Joseph. Uh, it's going to be their, their eighth. Um, don't see any, any surprises coming there. Um, and in goal... The, the usual Mal- Malkin's going to be Gary out how long? And, and Smith. Malkin's going to be uh, out how long? I don't think there's any projections on that right now. It's one of those he's he's out until he he comes back. Uh, right. But I, Cro- I think Crosby's, Crosby's going to be back sooner. And Crosby's out what like first month, basically. Yeah, they said six weeks. The surgery was September eighth. So yeah, we're we're talking most of October, like maybe third week of October he comes back. It's not like they they start off with an easy schedule either. They got the Florida trip to open up, and then ugh, it it just gets harder after that too, with the Blackhawks, Stars, Leafs, and the Lightning again. So it's not like the Penguins have an easy schedule to start. Um, be very interesting to see how they're going to respond to that for sure. Yeah, well, let's see. I mean, I you know I think uh, I I actually feel kind of confident with Carter the way he played last season that he could start the season with that with that heavy workload as long as it's not going to be you know the whole season that he's got to play those kind of minutes. Um, Bluger, I think, is really going to be a key guy. I, I I think he does have the capability. I think he has more offensive capability than he's shown on those, you know, in those third and fourth line roles. So um, we'll see. We'll see if they keep it afloat. And then obviously whatever they're going to get, it's a big question mark. Brian Boyle, I think, is the big question mark. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of assuming he's going to make the, the roster. He, you know, he, he still may not, but at 36 years old, I think they're hoping, you know, that, that he's just has some physicality there. And, and listen, uh, you, if you get a month out of Brian Boyle, the contract was worth it. That's generally, that's generally what you get out of Brian Boyle from what I've noticed from him in the past. You do get about a month out of him. And look, to start, then you're going to need the bodies. You need the veteran leadership in the, in the group and stuff. So I, I think for the first month, at least, I think he's going to do very well for you guys. Yep. And so that's Penguins camp. How's things over in Newark there, Steve? Things are great. How about for the I think, I think, uh, I, is, I think Jack, is Jack Eichel as conceited as ever? Well, his Jack name Eichel? is Jack Hughes. Wow. So, Gives a shit. You know. Jack Hughes, Jack Eichel, <laughs> Zach Wilson, Zach Jones. You're ter- yeah. yeah, just terrible with names. Like, what's that guy? Um, that Corey Connors? No, that's still not Corey. Is Kyle. 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 Stupid. Fucking guy's overrated. <laughs> The, the, the battle in camp is really down to the, the 12th slash 13th forward, um, whether they're going to 
keep one of the kids, a, a Mercer, Holzer foot, or if they're going to go with one of the, the PTO guys, um, Jankowski or VC. I, I know they say don't read too much into numbers, but, but giving out jersey numbers 14 to Jankowski and 16 to VC, I, I don't know if it's a sign of respect to give them their numbers or if, if something should be looked into that, like they're getting a lower number because they're expected to be on the team. Yeah. But Mercer's got 18 Holtz has got 10. Typically the guys and the rookies who are just coming into camp don't typically don't, get don't typically numbers, get to pick, but again, right? I don't, so maybe don't read too much into the numbers. Now, if their performance over the weekend was any indication, they didn't play well Friday night. None of them did. It was really like more of a getting to know you kind of game. It seemed like. And then Saturday, they erupted for uh, seven points combined as a line. They each scored a goal, and the team wound up winning four to three, um, giving up three power play goals, which wasn't a great sign. But, mm. you know, that kind of, that kind of, I think you learn, you know, they have no idea, the kids, you know, what system to play on, on the power play or penalty kills. There so. was no system involved. Yeah. So, but they, they all looked very good on Sunday. So, do you keep one of them and give them fourth line minutes? Do you play them in Utica, give them top line minutes together, keep a VC and a Jankowski around for at least half the year, and then maybe move them when it gets close to the deadline and bring one of the kids up? I could see that happening. I could, I could definitely see a VC sticking around on this team, you know, with something to prove. I think he's really motivated. Jankowski, I don't know much about, you know, but Bill said last week that. He's a quality player. He's a good penalty killer. So why not keep him around and let some of the younger kids learn from him? And then on defense, they're all set. I don't see anybody really making a, making a push for, for a spot. I think with Hamilton, Smith, Severson, Siegenthaler, Subban, I, I, I don't think there's a, there's a sixth spot. And again, I don't think you're going to keep a seventh as a seventh defenseman. I don't think you're going to keep a kid as a seventh defenseman. So maybe this Wertherspoon does stick around as that seventh defenseman. How about out on Strong Island? Well, in a uh, pretty interesting offseason, um, this week, a couple, couple uh, new things, I guess, new developments on the defensive side of the defense. So obviously the big news is uh, Zidane Chara coming over and signing for one year, it looks like. Uh, Probably, I'm, I'm guessing he's going to finish his career here at the, the Islanders. I can't imagine he plays in maybe – hard to say if he plays another year after this. I love, some people were figuring he might not play. He might be just retiring. But, hey, 20-plus – I think it's been almost 20 years since the last time he was actually on the island when he was drafted <laughs> all those years ago. And uh, basically, you know, coming full circle, um, going to play as the sixth, the sixth defenseman on our team. Perfectly, you know what we kind of look we're looking for. Foot speed is not there anymore, but you know I, honestly he's he's a big mean dude. He's he's still he's a He's not a guy that you want to like mess with. Uh, I am concerned with how that's going to look with the the pairings. I guess um, likely he'll play with Mayfield, which will be a really defensive uh, minded um, uh, lineup uh, or, or line, I should say those two. But it would also mean that that Mayfield's going to have a hard time jumping in the play too much. I think he could with his damn moving back and you know covering those you know, situations if he does jump up into the play. 
but that's not really, I mean, you're, he's not the fastest guy in the league anymore. He's not that guy that he can have a huge stride and do, you know, get back on D. So I'm not so sure how it's going to look in practice, you know, actually look when it happens, when, when they're on the ice on paper, it looks great. We signed the guy that was, you know, it's been an all-star many times. Great anchor. He's the number one defense defender on his team for, for years. Captain in Boston, you know, all this stuff, right? Great, great player, but he's 44 now. It's not like he's, you know, still that guy. So there's good and bad. Good news is that, you know, I think he's going to fit well. I think he'll, the, the, the team will be able to cover for his, um, I guess this is a lapse of, uh, not lapse, but just lack of speed, foot speed and lack of just age. <laughs> but hopefully the physicality part will, will um, of his game is still there. I didn't see enough of him playing in the regular season last year, to be honest. So I, I can't really say if he was really still a physical guy. He was um, all those years, but I, I can't imagine that really went anyway, went away anywhere. Um, we also brought in Eric Gustafson on PTO. He's more an offensive defenseman. Uh, the word on him is that he's not a, a great defender, but um, we have a real serious lapse on power play. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where he fits in, and they may not sign him. I'm not really sure where he's going to fit in exactly, uh, mostly because of the sheer number of fucking contracts we have uh, on the forward side. Um, we also it, it hasn't been officially announced, but of course, why like, would it? Because it's fucking Lou Lamoureux. Why, why would it be officially right? announced? Just like Zach Grise's unofficial <laughs> signing, um, re-signings of uh, Michael Doc Cole and um, uh, Kiefer Bellows. And Schneider. And, and, you know, and Corey Schneider as well this week. Um, now, well, Corey's going to play in two-way, but we haven't heard enough of the – we have no idea about the details around Doc Cole and Bellows' contracts. I can't imagine they're two-way contracts, but it's hard to say where they would go. Um, because there's a lot of forwards already signed. I was just doing a quick count before the um, before I was my turn to come up and speak. But my God, 392. So many forwards signed on one-way deals. I don't know what these guys are going to be doing. Um, it's kind of crazy. I, I mean, I hit, I hit 12 guys before I even got even to Komarov or Richard Panic or Ross Johnson. Those are the guys that are going to be in the box. I mean, I don't know what those guys are going to be doing, let alone having a guy like Doc Colabellos, who are younger guys and much more deserve a spot over the guys I just mentioned. I mean, I don't I don't see where a guy um, like Leo Komarov fits anymore with, with Anders Liebach in the, in the lineup this year. Um, you know, Uncle Leo was great for what he could do and try to replace some of the things that, that, that Anders Lee does. Um like a hat, you know, when I say that, I mean, like, he's just the most discount version of, of Anders Lee um, possible. So, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. So I, I don't know how they're going to fill these guys in. I don't know what Lou is exactly doing. It feels like he's going to have to dump some contracts or bury a bunch of contracts in the NHL, which is possible. And considering the fact that Sound Tigers have been like shit for years, I mean, it wouldn't hurt the team to bury more guys there and actually put some NHL talent down there and uh, show those guys how to win. So I, I have a feeling that's maybe how they're going to kind of act, counteract this with all these players is, you know, bury some guys. I, I'm not sure how the taxi squad's going to look, but it's going to be pretty pretty um, forward heavy. Is what Are they doing like. taxi squads again this year? 
don't know. Are they? I mean, half, I heard. Many, I heard only for goalies. Yeah, that so makes you a lot would have sense. three. That makes a lot of sense. Which, yeah, okay, that makes sense because you know the, what, was the, what was the percentage of, of guys they had out there on the, the league? It was like ninety nine point something percent guys are that are fully vaccinated. vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, it's really high. And from the Isles, they, they uh, Lou announced, I think it was today, that basically the entire organization, except for one AHLer, is um, is vaccinated. And that guy is basically never going to play in the NHL if he's not vaccinated. So like, they even name him. But the, the Devils announced they had one player that wasn't vaccinated and the reporters asked who it was and they said, we can't say, but pay attention tomorrow. You'll be able to figure it out. <laughs> well, I don't think the Rangers had anybody who was not vaccinated. Uh, no. How are the Rangers looking in, in, in the well, so far I mean, in camp? Look, for, for, for day one of camp, I think roster spots, I think the top six are pretty established um, about who they're going to be. And that opens up spots for players like Rooney, Blaze, Reeves, and I think McKegg. I think McKegg gets the the start over like someone like Gauthier or even a Morgan Barron for the same reason that the Devils are talking. And I, I really wouldn't want Morgan Barron coming up and playing fourth line minutes with, you know, a Rooney and a Blaze or a Rooney and a Reeves. I'd rather put him playing first line minutes down in Hartford uh, and, and really getting establishing his physical side, his, his size uh, in the AHL, and then bring him up later on during the year if, if need be. So I, I really don't see, and I don't see Gauthier making this team. If they want to play tougher, you can't have Gauthier on your fourth line. I'm sorry. Um, that, that should be either like a McKeg or a Reeves or, uh, or, or someone of that ilk, of that size, not somebody like Gauthier, who is pretty sizable, but he's more of a guy who doesn't use his body. Um, but who knows? Maybe uh, General Gerard will 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 come in and um, and make him a different player. So I mean, who knows? And the, your your top four on defense are pretty well taken, uh, pretty well solidified. You got Lundqvist, Namath, and Tenorti are probably going to be your rotation for your 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 um, your five and sixty and your seventy. And you know, goal is pretty much locked in at at this point with Shosturkin and. Georgiev. So there's only a, a few spots in that bottom six. Uh, Gallant did have the uh, had a press conference this afternoon. Um, looks like the Rangers will be naming a captain this season, other than our own William Fougere, who is self-proclaimed next captain of the New York Rangers. It's not happening, Bill. I'm sorry. We got word. We got word just before we came on the air. You're not going to be the next Ranger captain. I'm sorry. What do you think? What That's going to be. Uh... It's one of three. It's going to be one. Look, I I broke down one of three, but I still think it could be one of four. Um, It could Truba, Kreider definitely have the experience and uh, really stepped up in the locker room last year. Adam Fox, certainly on on a short list. And I still think Lafreniere is on a a very, very short list to be the next Ranger captain. Um, Where he was drafted, his age, the longevity with the club, I just think it's it's it could be the perfect fit. But don't you You're, think if you go Kreider, it's only going to be for a couple yeah. of years, and then it's a nice smooth transition to either Fox or Lafreniere. It would be it would be for five years if they don't trade yeah, him. Before got, that. That's all he's got left on his contract, or six years rather. That's all he's got on his yeah. contract if they don't trade him before that. You're right. Or buy him but out. I, 
I can I can fully see Kreider being being the captain of the Rangers. I can absolutely see it, one hundred percent. Be any one of those guys. He makes the most sense. I, I don't I don't know if if a Lafreniere or, or Fox are ready for that that role. I don't. And and look, they asked Panarin, or Panarin was asked if he wanted it, and he flat out said no. Which uh, some I players like just that. don't. Yeah, some players look, just don't want it. Eliash never wanted it. He wasn't on the list at all no, to be captain. You got to ask him. Yeah, one one is the language barrier. He just doesn't feel comfortable enough talking English. He would much prefer speaking full Russian. Um, that's good. And he's just not that type of player, man. No, there are certain players that just they that's it. They don't want it. Yeah. And I and I really, really think and look, I don't want that responsibility on him. I want him to just go out and just keep doing what you're doing. You just just worry about you. Don't worry about the locker room shit. You just worry about you. The whole thing with like the best player on the team's gotta be the captain. I never understood that. It should always be the heart and soul of the team, be the captain. And then let the let the fucking superstar be the superstar. They don't need to be the captain of the team. If, yeah. if they don't want to be it, I could agree with you more. Sometimes sometimes those players are the same player. Like in it Pittsburgh. Yeah, like in like, Pittsburgh. Yes. There's no doubt about yes. it. Yeah. And he's Edmonton. a good leader and he's a, a great player. And he gets surgery. And he gets surgery right before the season for some strange reason. Kevin Hayes too just got surgery, and he'll be out six to eight weeks. I mean, fuck the Flyers, but Kevin Hayes. Um, And one last thing, going to test out a lot of line combos. I mean, look, we've we've talked about this all before with either Lafreniere or Kreider switching from right. I think Kreider on the left wing and playing third line actually balances things out a little bit more, Um, but. He's going to try a whole now bunch with, of line combos out and try people in different locations, but he really wants to have the line set as they go into the final couple of preseason games. And look, Gallant, again, in this press conference, like he did in his introductory ones, saying all the right things. We want the team to be... 60 guys, when does he start putting those lines together? Um, I think you'll see it as early as Sunday when they play the Islanders. I think you'll see... Look, he's going to try out Panarin with Zibanejad. He's going to try out a number of different combinations that first one just to see how it looks. So I, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch those games. Um, but I think ultimately, you know, you're, you're, you're probably going to be looking at something like, you know, Zabanajad with Lafreniere and Kako, uh, Goudreau with Stroman, Panarin, Heedle with Kreider and Kratzoff. And again, the fourth line could be something. I think that, that is a that's really good balance on that team. Um, and it's three lines you can just roll. And you can roll against basically anybody. And you have your fourth line that are basically bangers. So it's going to be very interesting to see how a Lafreniere or Kreider adapts to playing right wing. Um, but look, they're professionals. They can do it. I never understood that. If a left wing, playing your off. Like if I'm a right-handed shot, I want to play left wing. I want to come down and face the goaltender and be ready for that one timer. You know, perfect example is like someone like Brendan Shanahan was always a right-handed shot, always played the left-hand side and, you know, flourished at it. So it's going to be very, very interesting. No, no real surprises. Um, even on the roster, there was a guy who I never heard of before. Zach Berzola. I've never heard of this guy before in my life. Um, and he's obviously, uh, apparently he's a defenseman. So I, th- I thought it was the quarterback of the Jets. <laughs> no, no. Alex Wheeland. I've, I've never heard of him either. I mean, a lot of these guys are destined for Hartford or even, um, they still have the Charlotte checkers. 
Are they still? Let's say he's still affiliated with the Charlotte Checkers. I don't remember. Um, but you know, we'll see. We will see. Nick, you know, we didn't talk. We didn't. We talked a little bit about some of the Islanders' um, restricted free agents, and you know, Kiefer Bellows is still out there. Another guy who I've never heard of, Golshev. Gol, the hell's that? He's Anatoly Golshev. Yeah, he's yeah, a guy that. Guy. Yeah, uh, a pick from. Oh man, I'm gonna fuck it up. I think it's like uh, Golshev was, I think, 2017 or 18. Um, he's been on the. He's been playing the KHL for a few years, and uh, basically brought him over last year, um, and. He's another guy that's supposed to come in and, and potentially play, but he's a guy that I don't think is going to have a lot of, um, I think he's probably going to end up in the AHL. I don't see him. He's, I don't see why he come from the KHL to not play on the main roster. If he, he's not going to, I can't see him sitting in the, in the, um, in the, uh, in the, in the, in the, in the, the press box. He's got to be playing. So either one or two. Yeah. Fourth think, rider, uh, yeah. 2016. There you go. It's been a while. And then it was a guy that they're like, maybe we'll get him. If I remember correctly, he was an overager when we signed, when we, when we actually drafted him. And so he was a, he's been a guy that's been kind of like, I think he was like 22 or so when he was drafted. I could be completely wrong, but if I remember correctly, he, um, he was actually an old overager. Um, and so anyway, he's not a young guy. He's a, he's a experienced dude. He's going to come here and he wants to play. So he probably could get a call up over a guy like a Bellows or a um, um, or Doc Hole if he can fit in the system quickly. That's I right. think going to be the, he'll be interesting to watch in in camp because he's going to be here. Um, you got a few. Obviously, we have young kids that are going to be pushing, but for positions on the defensive side, I don't see those guys making any impact right now. I think a year from now, yes, that's the it's time to have all the discussion because this is the year that they're obviously making the push to win the cup. I mean, you don't bring in Chara, you don't bring in Gustafson, you don't trying to, you know, finish off the, the, the roster and then all of a sudden throw another rookie. And I don't see Trotz <laughs> and I don't see Lamarillo no. allowing that to happen. I don't see that either, but there are a couple of names out there who, you know, every year you get those couple of guys who are RFAs and just, you know, they haven't met on contract talks and, and, and two guys in Vancouver and Peters uh, Pedersen and, and Hughes, Hughes is a uh, a popular name around around these parts, and Brady Kachuk uh, up in Ottawa. Like Ottawa needs to get to the get to the floor, so they'd be okay with with giving Brady a, a couple million dollars. I think he wants probably what his brother makes, right? His brother makes nine nine million dollars a year. So I'm I'm assuming that he wants something upwards of that. I don't think he's going to get that. I think maybe half of that. He he made nine twenty five on his entry level deal. I think if he signs anywhere between, you know, 4.5 and $6 million, I think that's the right target area for, for Brady Kachuk, but the two defensemen up in, up in Vancouver, Vancouver still got. Pedersen's not a defenseman. Yeah. He's a forward. Is he? No, yeah, I thought not. he was a defenseman. My, no, my forward, apologies. Forward. Look, my apologies. Uh, Jack Hughes during his comments today to the media kind of let slip that he fully expects Luke to be signed within the next couple of days. I would guess that deal has got to be somewhere Quinn? in the. You mean this. Quinn? Right, that's what I said. You said Luke. Luke. So six for six. I, I. That's what. That's what I keep thinking. Six for six. I mean, it 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 probably fits it, but the ridiculousness of the contracts for defensemen this year could get more. 
and and Kaprizov getting you know what he got on his you know his second year contract. Um, thank you to Casey Fougere who posted today on Instagram. He is the highest paid second year player ever in the history of the NHL. Really? Yeah, I would. I can't believe that. But I was thinking the same thing was he's got to be up there because first year, one year in the NHL, next year nine million a year. Right. That's crazy. Makes him the highest paid second year player in the history of the NHL. How do you win a? How do you win a cup like that? How do you win a cup where you have your like a second year guy making now all of a sudden nine million a year? I don't because that's the thing with the NHL. It's it's getting closer and closer. You know, you can't win a cup with all your money in these young guys. You need to have young guys plus the, the, the higher paid vets to really make that impact. You look at what Tampa's been doing for years, the last meeting with the guys from building that, that program up, and they've been able to rotate guys in and out and keep bringing guys in. Bring, bring or or do in. it like the Islanders. You get a bunch of old people that have been bought out that'll sign for league minimum. There you go. There you go. We're, we're, we're just following like the, what the Lakers have done and every every other uh, NBA team that's, you know, won the last few years. Just keep, keep, just keep telling the vets they're going to win a cup or a championship if they just sign for like nothing. That's yeah, basically what still, we're trying to do. Still, there's still over $4 million under the cap, Minnesota, even with that contract. It's going to hurt them later on after this year oh, when, the, the, when those the, buyouts really the start. The buyouts to, are going to kill them oh, for the next they 10 years. really start to hurt them. It's a few years, right? It's like I think we looked at it before. And it was like a couple twenty twenty two. It starts at twelve point seven. Then the next two years, it's fourteen point eight each. So it's at least but three the, years. The, the dead cap drops though at a certain point, right? There's only after, like after, so much. After that, it drops to uh, one point six. Uh, those are those yeah. are both combined numbers. Uh, after twenty four twenty five, it drops to one point six. So are they are they like in a rebuild then? I mean, like realistically, how are they going to make that work? We got you got Matt Zuccarello, you got uh, Marcus Foligno, you got Victor Rask. Um, yeah, he's not young guys. These are guys that want to win now. Joel Erickson, er- Erickson Eck, Jared Spurgeon, Matt Dumba, Alex Golgowski. And you got Cam Talbot in net. I mean, it's but not they, a bet. Are they a playoff team next year? Yeah, exactly. Well, they could be a playoff team. I think they can be certainly a playoff team. Can they win in the West though? That's my, that's my question. It's hard. It's hard to make that jump, right? Like you're just in that position where you have to sign a guy like Casper, you know, um, like this, uh, like Krill. Uh, was it Kasparov? I can't say his name properly. Kaprizov. Kaprizov. Thank you. Thank you. So they have to sign him, and that's a, a nine million dollars is a lot of money to throw a guy on his second year in the NHL. But geez, man, like you're gonna be burning his prime years. This is like very much reminiscent of of uh, a line A, you know, line A getting this big deal, and all of a sudden just no, not enough support, and they ship him out. Are we gonna talk? Are we gonna be talking about this in a couple of years when like the Wild don't win, and they're like, we gotta ship this ship this guy off and, and finish the rebuild. Could happen. I mean, also take into consideration, he's not, you know, 19 or 20 coming off of that rookie contract. He's 24 years old. So he's an experienced player. He, he played well over in the KHL. So it's not a normal case when you're considering how much he's being paid. Nine million, I think, is crazy for somebody who just did it for one year of production, but it's still understandable. You know, it makes sense. Thompson, but Elias, he, had him, he had him over a barrel. 
He it was sign me or I'm going going back to Russia. Although he did say today that uh, it was it was a conversation between him and Bill Guerin, and he was like they asked him to be like, oh, would you were you really going to go sign KHL? He's like, nope, not going to happen. Wasn't it happening at all? But as a negotiating <laughs> technique, it was <laughs> it was believable. And Guerin was like, uh, yeah, don't you should have said that because next time we're not going to believe you. Yeah, no one's going to no one's ever going to believe anybody. <laughs> if any, if either one of those three between Pedersen, Hughes, and Kachuk was going to be offer sheet is who you think it's going to be now this is t- totally hypothetical because oh, Hughes, hypothetical. Hughes cannot be offer sheeted there's some sort of stipulation in the in the cba that he's like a they call it uh it's like rule 10.2 c or something like that i read up on it today he cannot be offer sheeted for whatever reason boy that's really fucking dumb but- but, yeah, so big, he, but okay. Is he an RFA then, or he's not an? So he's no, not he's an, an RFA, RFA, but it's not like his a, entry. Yeah. yeah, but he's coming off his entry level deal. I don't understand. There was all right. I'll look it up. How? How? I just don't understand how you could be an RFA and and not be eligible to get it. Because what else would you get as an RFA? I mean, what's the what's the FA part? What's the free agent part of it? You can't get an offer. <laughs> right. That's strange. I, I mean, I believe you. I just because the NHL. I, yeah, I just want to read. Shit, I just want to find the. But Pedersen's first three years in the NHL, 20, in 2018-19, he had 66 points in 71 games. 19 and 20, he had 66 points in 68 games. And last year, uh, I think he was he was injured for a little part of last year, but he had 21 points in 26 games. Um, almost a point uh, per game guy in the NHL, just below it. Man, coming off his entry-level entry contract, he's a guy as a center in this league with those numbers absolutely absolutely yeah, he's pretty good he's pretty good he's not um household name either you could probably make the you still could be a move on him and push them hard but i don't know if they're, they're i don't think they're that cap strapped um, and they're not um they are ah, they got a, like 11 million dollars so, to work with so they're not they're not a good target like they would sign him regardless like you're yeah, not gonna let someone take him right they can give him like a a, a bridge deal at you know five million dollars a pop they're yeah. golden so it has to be the, the the combination of you know not only the, the player and you know the guy you want right but it has to be that that team has to have a a, a situation where they, they would have to either not we have to be in a situation that they would say no, right? Because it, it's, if, they, if there's no reason to say no, they're just going to sign the guy for that contract. And then all of it's for nothing. And, all, and not only not for nothing, but you, you'd burn the bridge pretty hard a la Montreal and Carolina. That's so you have to, Who gives a shit? Yeah, but you still have to make the – it has to be worthy of something. So like Montreal making the, the offer sheet for Ajo made no sense in the time – Carolina laughed it off, signed him anyway, and then obviously took one of their players in, um, you know, in retaliation uh, this year. So, nevertheless, it's there is there's consequences to doing something like that, and I think you have to have the right situation. I don't think Green Cooper makes sense for that. Boy, if I'm Chris Drury, I'm looking my chops at him and thinking what could be. Oof. All right, do you want me to read this ridiculousness? Absolutely. Hold on, I have to find it now. <laughs> then why'd you ask if we wanted you to read it if you didn't can have it because i went on to another page so um oh, okay. a 10.2 c player is a player who becomes a free agent 
when their contract expires on July 1st after the last league year of the contract. A player who does not meet the UFA requirements or the Group 2 RFA requirements displayed in the table above and has been issued a qualifying offer is, de is designated as a 10.2C player. This player is only able to negotiate and sign a contract with the club that holds their signing rights. They are ineligible to negotiate a contract slash offer sheet with any other club. That's mm. pretty dumb. Well, did anybody else get a flashback to Daffy Duck reading the terms of, of the insurance policy to Porky Pig? <laughs> Very specific. That fourth year inside. <laughs> Thanks for that, Steve. Okay. You asked. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry I asked. I, I am I am terribly terribly sorry. That is cuckoo. If you're wondering what the, the table above reads, it's if you're 18 to 21 years old and you have had three years of professional experience, 22 to 23. Did anybody else just want to hear that? Or nobody wanted to hear that, right? Jesus H fucking Christ. We we need to have another hot. Hockey podcast for for hockey law contract. <laughs> yeah. Law. Oh, that, hockey that, law. Oh, <laughs> oh God, you think this is boring to listeners? Holy <laughs> shit! Shall we move on? It's now time for trivia with Steve. Since I'm stealing everyone's bits tonight, I have twelve trivia questions. Oh my God. All what? under one. All under one theme. I. I thought we multiple were multiple choice answers and the person who gets them all right gets nothing. Do we get oh. a scantron? I got my number, <laughs> I have my number 2 pencil ready. I thought I, I thought I was going to sleep tonight. Jesus age Christ. Why 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 Jesus, do I do this to myself? Questions. Jesus. Are you ready? I'm willing. Do we have a choice? Mike Richter denied what future Hall of Famer on this penalty shot? And then there was a video of the penalty shot. You want just to answer? Yeah, go ahead. Havel Bore. Good. Obviously, obviously. Guy Carbono and Sergei Zubov, members of the Hockey Hall of Fame class 2019, were two mates on what Stanley Cup championship team? Dallas Stars. This Hall of Famer represented Canada at the Winter Olympics five times, capturing four gold medals in women's ice hockey and even played for Team Canada once at the Summer Olympics in softball. We got women. Is that Granado? Questions. It is not Camry Granado. It was Haley Wickenheiser. We we have we have women. In uh, Which two future Hall of Fame goalies engaged in an epic four overtime one nothing duel in Game Six of the 1994 Eastern Conference quarterfinals? In which they combined to make 119 saves. Kelly Rudy and Glenn Healy. No. Which year? 1994. And if you Brodeur. want, I can give you multiple choice. It was Hashik and Brodor. Which of these players did not return to play in the NHL after being inducted into the Hall of Fame? Guy Lafleur, Gordie Howe, Mario Lemieux, or Bobby Orr? Or, or, how many broken. players were inducted to the Hall of Fame with Wayne Gretzky in 1999? None. Correct. You're right. Who yeah. was the first NHL player born in Sweden to be inducted into the Hall? 
your Selming. Wow. Which Hall of Famer holds the NHL the record for league. most Stanley Cup championships best. won as a player? Wait, most as that? a player? Yes. Was it Richard? Henri. Henri Richard, though. Henri Richard. Which two longtime NHL teammates were inducted into the Hall of Fame together in 2017? Wasn't Hoenn Mo? Nope. 17? 2017. Korea and Solani? Korea and Solani. Which Hall of Famer owns the record for the fastest three goals scored in a game? He's a hockey Hall of Famer? Yeah. Eh. From the 50s. Oh, 50s? Oh, no. Uh, 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 let's say Bobby Hall. It's uh, Bill Mozienko. Yeah, I had that one. <laughs> How many Hall of Famers played on all four New York Islanders Stanley Cup championship teams? Wait, say again? That's a Nick question. How many Hall of Famers played on all four mm-hmm. Islanders Stanley Cup winning teams? Uh, the correct five. answer is who gives a shit? The answer is five. There you go. Fuck the Which longtime on ice rivals and off ice friends went into the Hall of Fame together in 1972? Jean Bellevue and Gordy Howe. Good job, guys. Uh, were they just going? Were they just going for they a visit? Just they, visited, they just visited okay. the Hall of Fame. <laughs> they walked through the doors together. That, that was it. Why does he get to do 12 questions? Well, and now it's time for impressions with Steve. Fucking great, boys. Fucking great. I hate this episode. This is this is the this might be the worst fucking you know what? It's Steve's episode. It might be the worst fucking episode ever. Here's Ugh. Kyle Wellwood, seven and zero in face sauce, plus two, two assists, played twenty minutes, drew four penalties, lost a tooth, and a pint of blood. What a guy! Let's that go. Was the- that was the twelve-year-old kid from TikTok earlier today. <laughs> no. Oh, damn! That's what I was going with, Bill. Shit. Was the play-by-play uh, the radio guy? No. S- Stan Fischler? No. That was not Fischler. Matt Lachlan? No. Not Chico. No. no, he wasn't talking about food, right? Didn't yeah, you always talk about food? A... Always, it's always about food. Always food. <laughs> the kid, the kid from the video. No, it's not just unlikely; it's impossible. No, not, not Danico. No, I don't know I'm why you guys devils. think it has to be devils related. Uh, look at you! Like the devils threw up on you today. Well, I'm I'm honoring Travis Ajak. Who announced his retirement oh. yesterday oh. Uh, with the shirt? And I didn't. I, I didn't shower yet today, so my, my hair was a mess. Uh, that's why no, that. Happened. No, no more Pat Sajak in the NHL. Sad day. So, do you guys want to know who the impression was of? Oh my god! I'm no. on the edge of my fucking seat. <laughs> I like Bill's answer. <laughs> <laughs> was it Alex Trebek? Too soon, Nick. Too soon. We're not soon enough. Please put us out of our fucking misery. You have to unmute him first. I didn't mute him. He, he mute himself. himself? He self mutilated. He self muted himself. Ow. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, I can't no. wait. Oh. <laughs> 
He's keeping us in suspense. It was Don Cherry. God damn it. Don Cherry. I have not yet done a Don Cherry. So that was good. I know. That's why. That was why I went with Don Cherry. Very good, sir. Very good. You just fucking ruined Nick's fucking next impression. That's that's great. Bill, Actually, Bill, not, oh, no, say on. something witty. What? No, what? We're not oh. fucking there yet. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, I don't know about you guys. This I think this is going great. It's fucking Steve Takeover. This is I think this is going ever. spectacular. All right, well, let, let, you know what? On this day in Steve's stomach brings us back to the, to the calendar year 2014. You got it? I mean, I only sent this out this morning, so I figured you would have the fucking book out already. How many, Dude, how right? many books How oh. many books do we have here, by the way? Is this like one giant one per book? year? It's one per year. No, it's one broken up. And then you see the stack that he brought two weeks ago? I, don't I hold in my hand the monthly planner for the year 2014. Wonderful. Go to August 11th. Thanks be to God. Is this a five-star? Is this a five-star book? August 11th. 11th. We, uh, we dined on a Coke Zero 20-ounce and for breakfast? pumpernickel bagel for breakfast. Goodness. A turkey and cheese with a 20-ounce Coke Zero can for dinner did you like that i mean for i'm sorry for lunch did you and like that in the can? dinner was at lex mex which lex is a mex. mexican eatery what the hell is lex mex the latin mexican lex mex was the mexican place that was down by uh the home depot oh was it that was yes the, wait. that was the name of that place that that was then oh like banditos and right was, after oh banditos God. After yeah. Benditos? Yes, but before it became that terrible oh, was, sports bar. Tilted Kill. Yeah, Tilted Kill. It was like, oh, oh, wow. So it was actually, there was something between the two. I didn't even know that. Uh, that's interesting. Why, that's uh, why is that the date in history? Oh, that is the date that um, beloved comedian and actor Robin Williams died. And Steve, it's not your fault, buddy. I ate like a fucking king that day. I don't and know. You're what partying at Lex Mex? That's so that's so sad. Unbelievable. And you know, there's always a bagel in these things. Always a and, 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 and a why why pumpernickel? What's wrong with the pumpernickel ba- pumpernickel bagels are delicious. Pumpernickel is okay. fantastic. What's what's your bagel? I, it, if if Billy agrees, you know it's basically it's, it's basically tasteless. No, what's it's not. It, it's well, what the fuck are you tasteless. saying? You're basically high. Maybe I, a Florida that, pumpernickel that, bagel is tasteless. That very well may be, but no. He's right. No. What's your go-to? What's your go-to bagel? Everything. Okay. Oh, it's Steve. top three. No wonder, are, no wonder you are, think a pumpernickel bagel is tasteless if you eat a fucking everything bagel. So, so the top three. Phil? Top Phil? three are everything, cinnamon raisin, and sesame. Two or three. Um, I'll go with. What's, what are you, Bill? My go-to, and I'm not just going to give you one. My go-to is a rye. My go-to is actually a pumpernickel rye if offered, but if not, I will go pumpernickel solo. What about you? Everything was my thing for a while, but I've gone to salt bagels. Listen, there's nothing wrong with a salt bagel. Love me a salt bagel. But I'll be honest, cinnamon raisin in New Jersey with uh, strawberry or raspberry cream cream cheese, you can't go wrong. You know how I know you're gay? 
You like strawberry cream cheese. Yeah, I'm gay for it. You know, we used to be Bagel Friday every Friday at, at my work. And nobody, hardly anybody would eat the salt bagels. So by like 2, 2.30 in the afternoon, when the bagels are still sitting around, and before the, uh, the ladies took them home for the weekend, I would grab a salt bagel and just fucking just eat it. Good house. Good town. Fucking delicious. I don't know why. I've been on a kick for a salt bagels, Lily. It's been my, for whatever reason. That's you're thing. not getting enough salt in your diet. Have you been, have you been smoking anything lately? I've stopped. I, I don't mean like the hashish. I mean like out in the back oh. in, in the smoker. Uh, I have been, uh, not this weekend, but I may the next weekend. We'll see. I, uh, I'm like debating what to do next. Probably in the brisket. How about antelope? It. Antelope? Yeah. Fuck nice, antelope. I smoked antelope. No. Are we talking about smoking meat pork. right now? Steve, don't you have now. anything, any contract yeah. talk you could you could throw in here right now? <laughs> and I looked and nobody gave us a uh, a review on iTunes, so that that's out for this evening. So God. This is where we leave you. Actually, next week we'll actually have fucking hockey games to actually so that's gonna do it for us this week. Thanks for listening. <sighs> Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Like at friends underscore rivals if you don't know where to go to get your podcast just hit yourself in the head with a fucking hammer the head with a jackhammer go on to go on to the itunes and and leave us a review we will read it on the air if you don't want us to read it in the air we won't either so it's 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 pretty good so i don't know billy say Say something witty i hate steve takeover episodes oh me too i fuck it's just the fucking worst but billy sing us out Thank you for listening to the Friends and Rivals podcast. This has been the Friends and Rivals podcast. We thank you for listening. Tommy, that what? wasn't the fucking word. Where did you forget? I don't know. Guys, your your segment site were, were just the worst. Sorry, Steve, had to do them. I had no idea he was doing them, too. I, uh, I was well prepared, so I'm glad I'll be prepared for next so week. So we're prepared for next week. I got my trivia <laughs> question ready and everything. Ah, see, less work than you guys got to do next week, so you're good. <laughs>